Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm but perfect, and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we are learning from Sonny Perry, aka Sonny the Jobber, if uh, you know him from YouTube or Twitter. Because yeah, Sonny is a YouTuber, a wrestling YouTuber in particular, and a wrestler. He's actually done the things. He's actually gone to wrestling school. He's learned the tricks of the trade and wants to further that by going to Japan, which is all stuff we chat about on the podcast. So yeah, this is a dope one for me. I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know, I love wrestling and getting to chat to someone else about wrestling is one of my favorite things to do chatting to someone who's actually like creating wrestling media and who's made a pretty decent name for themselves doing that is also an absolute treat because yeah Sonny is someone who's racked up over a million views like on just the age of wrestling channel alone I think on his old channel as well probably the same thing and we'll chat about why he's got different channels and all of that coming up but yeah Sonny is pretty damn successful as a youtuber which I don't know too many people who are like there's been a few there's been we've had Kinsani on here and we've had like a couple people but in South Africa I haven't necessarily found too many and I didn't even know Sonny was South African until I met his sister Janice Perry who wrote about me for uh, the City Press article the City Press article about you know who to listen to when you're done listening to Mac G Janice wrote that and put me in it and I met Janice when I was partying in Joburg, like last time, not, the, not this last time, the time before that, when I was partying with uh, Coco out at the plug. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. And yeah, Janice and I got to chatting and I think I was wearing my AEW sweater at the time and they were just like, ah, my brother Sonny likes wrestling. And I was like, what, Sonny the Jabba? And yep, Sonny the fucking Jabba. So that's how I found out Sonny was South African, like, and then had that little connection. So Inbox got the number and hit him up. And yeah, here we are. Now there's some useful information about YouTubing, about creator burnout, about finding your niche, about a whole bunch of different things. Uh, just copyrights and all, all the realities of being a YouTuber. But I'm not going to lie to you. This is a podcast where we basically talk about wrestling for an hour what we love what we hate all the different storylines how we got into it like Sonny basically interviews me halfway through this thing just keeps throwing me questions and yeah man I fucking what can I say I love it like I just I love it like I love getting to share my passions which is obviously something Sonny also enjoys and yeah I'm glad we got to do this so before we continue I do need to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by you, which means you can support it going to patreon.com forward slash almost perfect and subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Uh, I would appreciate it if you did that. Like if everyone who listened to this podcast gave me $1 a month, I would not be stressing at the end of each month that I'm going to be able to put electricity into my prepaid meter. Uh, not to guilt trip you or anything, but yeah, you know. It, it helps. Every little bit fucking helps. And I gotta, I, we live in a capitalist society. I gotta try to do a capitalism. So there we go. I did a capitalism for you. Uh, what else? What else can we chat about in the little time that we've got until I've got to head into this thing? Oh yeah, fucking meta released threads uh, yesterday. And it fucking sucks. Like, well, it sucked yesterday. But now that I've got some of the tips and tricks on how to make it better, it sucks less, but fuck, like the timeline is just an absolute fucking mess, a nightmare. I immediately wrote about it, I immediately did an article, Meta's uh, thread sucks, put it on the website, so I'll link to it at the bottom, and you can get my immediate thoughts on it. But yeah, old Ruff, uh, Rafael Mineta, who works for Meta, and someone who I've interviewed on this podcast multiple times, hit me up with a little little tip on how to change the notifications how to change the vibes and now the timeline's better and now it's starting to feel a little more like twitter and like the good parts of twitter the old parts of twitter so who knows maybe maybe i'll stick around but your my immediate like thoughts were just like this shit is fucking whack i don't want to see gary v's opinion 
ever. I don't want to ever fucking be subjected to Sylvan Gassy's opinion. Like, no offense to these people, no offense to you if you like these people. But I don't want to fucking see their shit. Like, I just don't care what they have to say. Like, I get no value from it. So, hopefully I don't have to anymore. And then we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, I was going to come on here and be like, that shit's fucking whack. But it's slightly less whack. Slightly. Slightly. Anyway, that does bring us to the podcast. So here it comes. It's time for the Almost Perfect Podcast with Sonny Perry. So how are you living, Sonny? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just busy these days, you know. And you, how are you doing, Mr. Bob Perfect? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. Like I was telling you, like I'm busy downloading the AEW Fight Forever game. Uh, not right now. I had to pause it to, to do this, but I'm going to be spending mm. my weekend jamming that. And I don't know. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews, but I don't really give a fuck. Like, I think it will be fun. And I just want to play something that's, you know, is wrestling related. That's not WWE. Yeah. Apparently, it's uh, very reminiscent of like the old school WWE games like SmackDown versus Raw. You know, those like old school kind of WWE games that we used to play when we were like yeah, kids. Like- yeah yeah the no mercy vibes actually yeah had no that vibes. emulated on my computer for a while and i did oh, not say that i did not oh, say geez, that okay. <laughs> legally i did not say that that's a joke <laughs> this is a comedy podcast oh, it's not actionable <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah no i've been in the piracy and in the wrestling vibes for a long time and you how did you get into wrestling let's actually just start there because like, I'm assuming it's a lifelong childhood thing. I would say, yeah, definitely from childhood. Yeah, I, I was basically a child watching wrestling. I used to love it, just like any other child. But then, you know, my uh, love for it uh, extended past other people's stopping watching of wrestling. Like, <laughs> other people would be like, oh, okay, now we're moving on to other things, like uh, <laughs> girlfriends, all that, and uh now i'm just uh, still there watching wrestling you know um i guess i think when i was like maybe 14 that's when i like kind of stopped but then i got back in like maybe when i was 17 like properly again and then from there yeah i've just been watching wrestling ever since like it's just been something that's always been constant in my life i don't even know even when i stopped watching for a while i was always like on youtube looking at things related to wrestling and all of that but yeah pretty much that's yeah, it sounds very relatable. I yeah. pretty much have a similar journey. And like every wrestling fan does kind of have that period where, you know, you stop watching because you're a little embarrassed like because you're like, oh, yes. fuck, nobody else is doing this anymore. And you're like, okay, I'll stop. But like, it, it's just some, like, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. It's so over the top. It's so incredible. It's so athletic and creative that like it draws you back in, like for some people. Yeah. And you know, like one thing that a lot of people don't, really understand they'll be like oh why do you watch wrestling like it's just it's a medium just like anything else like you watch it for the athletic performance but you also watch it for the stories because some of the stories that they tell are genuinely like amazing they're like really it's in the words of vince mcmahon it's such good shit like it's really good <laughs> <shit>. like <laughs> like genuinely and that's what i think the hook is like I mean, people like used to diss me. Oh, you watch wrestling. You watch Netflix. What's the difference? I mean, it's TV shows. We're watching stories unfold, you know, and that's, that's how I look at it. Yeah. I feel the exact same way, but you like wrestling enough to make multiple YouTube channels about it, which I guess we can discuss the two different Sonny the Jobber age of wrestling vibes. But how did you decide to start a YouTube channel basically? Cause I remember seeing you on Twitter a bit. I saw Sonny the Jobber, which was like your old name on there. And like, I would see some tweets and stuff and I'd be like, ah, I kind of agree here. And slowly but surely I saw you on popping up on YouTube and then, yeah, I've been checking out your shit, not even knowing that you were South African. So it's been pretty Mm. cool to actually find that out and get in touch. But yeah, how did it all start? Uh, Yeah. So basically I'm watching wrestling. I'm watching wrestling. Boom. The pandemic hits. Uh, Oh no, actually, let me go back. AEW started in 2019. So, you know, um, I'm watching WWE, right? And, you know, if if you're, like, I got back into wrestling when I was 17 again, like, proper, like, watching every single show. And WWE in that at that moment was in a very negative space. Like, 
they didn't have good shows. They didn't have good stories. The the numbers was this the early Roman Reigns era. Uh, yeah, early Roman Reigns era. Yeah, peak Roman Reigns era around that time, and just it wasn't a good product, right? So when AEW came into the fold, it was like one of those things of like, oh, this is new. It's exciting, and like, it's just you know, you, we all love an underdog story of oh, they're not. This is not supposed to happen. Like, how can like four or five guys, indie guys, take on WWE? And yep. I found that so amazing, you know, and that's how I started watching AEW. You know, I got really, really into AEW, started watching WWE. Then the pandemic hit, of course, 2020. Um, and then because, you know, it's a pandemic, you have so much free time. And, you know, literally watching AEW would sustain me for the whole week. Like, I'd be like, oh, but AEW is on Wednesday. It's on Wednesday. It's on Wednesday. Like, I'd even text my friends like, oh, here's a link to watch AEW. Like, you know, like, Were you oh, doing dark I was elevation like, as well? Uh, not sometimes, you know, sometimes not all the yeah. time. In the pandemic I was, but like, yeah, as time went on, less so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I was literally watching like everything and I was like really, really into it. Like I was literally obsessed with it. Like if you're the, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure you know my sister Janice. Yes. You know, we're, we're living together at that time during the pandemic, um, with my mom and literally I used to only talk about AEW to like all the time. I was just so obsessed with it. And, you know, I needed an outlet just to, like, show how much I love AEW because I was also really into the Twitter space. And, you know, Twitter's a very mixed bag. It's it's kind of toxic, you yeah. know, resting. Yeah. It's gotten so much worse now. Like, I actually yeah. bailed on Twitter, like, Me last too. week. Like, I'm, I'm just done. Like, I'm just fucking done, dude. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Literally, I deactivated my account, like, uh, two weeks ago because it's just, yeah, it's too much. It's just too much. And then, yeah, I needed an outlet. So then... I, I'm not sure if you know uh, another YouTube, YouTuber called Tranquilo Club. He's a of AW. course, of yeah. course. So <laughs> he was a massive ins- um, inspiration to me. Like I just saw how much he loved AEW, and I'm like, you know, I watch these videos. Oh yeah, I was also a YouTuber at that time, but I was doing like anime YouTube. And oh wow, like yeah, but it wasn't like really popping off. I mean, I had a few videos, and then one night I was in my bed, I was like, literally, like wait. I think I can do videos better than Tranquilo Club does. Like, I genuinely think I could. So then I literally just started on that, you know? Yeah, first it started off, like, really slow. So when we're getting the Tranquilo Club, Sony the Jobber match? Ah, uh, you know, I I really, uh, <laughs> I wish that could happen one day. But he actually reached out to me, like, last year. And I really appreciated that. Because it's just like, you know, he's kind of one of my heroes, just, like, reaching out to me saying, oh, well then, I see what you're doing type thing. and. That was really nice. Yeah, that's pretty much how I like got into it. And then it like after two months, literally, I had like maybe five videos up. I put out a Hangman Adam Page video uh, on his story. And that really, the timing for that was perfect. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah. And um, yeah, I actually did that intentionally because I knew I think it was when he went away or I don't know, he had his 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 baby was yeah. being born. Yeah. And I realized, okay, this when he comes back, the story is going to pick up full speed, uh, steam, and let me just fill in people because it's such a rich and intricate story. And that literally like blew up. It got like maybe a hundred thousand, and that's when the ball started rolling for me. Yeah, so that was like with the oh, that was Age of Wrestling, wasn't that? No, this is Sunny the Jobber. That that, that was Sunny the Jobber because I remember Sunny the Jobber was also the you did Serena Deeb, you interviewed her. How did that come about? Yeah. Oh, so basically, you know. AEW is owned by Warner Brothers and TNT, TBS, uh, they are subsidiaries of Warner Brothers. And obviously there's TNT Africa. So TNT Africa reached out to me. They're like, we're trying to spread AEW in Africa and you are like a good ambassador for us. So then I interviewed Serena Deeb. That was really cool. Also, there was also like an AEW event. I think about a hundred people pulled through, mainly for the free drinks. Yeah, what no, the there's fuck? I need to get on this feeling <laughs> list. Like, yeah, no, I, I I wish I had known you at that point, but yeah, you should definitely ask Janice yeah. about it. Like, a hundred people pulled through. A lot, of, granted, a lot of them weren't wrestling fans, but they they came like, for the I know, like the wrestling fans as well. Like Yasin Barnes, he fucking loves wrestling. He's always at the wrestling show and is out in Cape Town and that. There's people, you know. There's there there's there there are numbers. They can invite 
real wrestling fans yeah. next time. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Me too. I, I I brought all the people from my wrestling school because I used to wrestle um, outside of oh, that as well. Snap. Yeah. Wow. So I've that, never taken that step. <laughs> you've never taken that step. <laughs> it's painful. It's very painful. Yeah, dude, I, I just want to be a ref for a manager. That's it. Like, you, know? <laughs> you got to have the promo for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can do okay. Like you you know, as, it, as yeah. a comedian, as someone can. who's on stage a bit, like I've I've got yeah no trust me. I've fantasized about this shit a million times. Just like every wrestling fan has like fantasized about like either being in the ring or on the mic. You know, mm-hmm. which which wrestlers do you did you like growing up? Oh, we're turning it around. I mean, obviously, yeah, Stone it's Cold cool. Steve Austin, man. Like, I'm a like white boy from a shitty neighborhood, you know, like fucking, you know, lower class shit, and he's, you know, fighting the man. Like, it's like, come on, <laughs> like that's my that was my dude for so long. He's like swearing mm. at people, drinking. Yeah, he's yeah. a legend. Yeah. So yeah, like my first like like re- memory of wrestling was watching the Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon ladder match and it was because my mom used to work like at the tim and boiling center here in durban and like she worked the night shift and like yeah it was on the big screen there and i was just like mesmerized dude like that that was just like i wasn't like obviously because i was quite young i didn't fucking realize that the shit wasn't real i was like holy shit these people are smashing each other with fucking ladders this is insane and like just the drama and just like the yeah, I was immediately hooked. Yeah, no, it's like once the wrestling bug uh, bites you, it's got you 100%. Yeah, that that's considered as one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Yeah, that's that's a really, really good match. But like for me, I'm 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 too young for that. Uh, I'm more of like a John Cena type of guy, you know, like. <laughs> Did you actually like up. him as a kid? Were you one yeah, of the kids yeah. that like. As older guys were making fun of and being like, oh, John Cena's for the kids. <laughs> and it's like, turns out. Yes. I was those kids who are like, John Cena's like uh, a legend, like type thing. <laughs> and the rest yeah. of us are like, John Cena sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember that era. Yeah. But it just made him bigger yeah, though. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like it's, it is kind of a formula for turning someone like Kurt Angle went through it. Fucking Roma Reigns went through it. It's just that like, yeah. you know, hating the baby face kind of vibe until they become a heel and then you love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I guess it's a necessary arc. Some, some people have to go through, but, um, yeah. So we were talking about videos. I need, <laughs> need to get some actionable advice out of you here for people before we carry on just nerding out about wrestling. But yeah, so you're yeah. saying your first channel didn't really work out. And the second one, how many videos like did it take before like the hangman one? Yeah. So I started that anime channel. It didn't really get off the ground. Um, then I started this wrestling channel and I had maybe like five, six videos. Literally, to be honest, you know, the, the average for someone to get monetized on YouTube is usually 15 months. But for me, I don't know, that Hangman video changed everything because after about two months, I was monetized on YouTube. And I was like, I was blown away. And like, you know, I'm just like a small, not a small town kid. I I guess I am, I guess, you know, whatever. But like (laughs) all that attention coming at one time, like it got 100,000 views so quickly. And I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, like this has actually happened. I never actually believed that I could do it. Like that was possible. Yeah, earlier I was, yeah, I, earlier I was talking about Tranquilo Club. I, at that point, he hadn't broken a hundred thousand views and I did it before him. And I was like, yeah, I was actually right. I could make a better video than a Tranquilo Club type thing. And that was just like a big <laughs> yeah. motivation, but yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you also like, like analyze other videos and stuff and like, you know, thumbnails, like the titling and stuff like that, that that could, did that play a factor? Cause I, from looking at it, I think it might've. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I, I really studied not only Tranquilo Club, but there's also other video essay type creators in the niche. It's kind of more like uh, taking. I'm pretty sure you know this because you're also a creator. Like taking uh, inspiration from a lot of different people and like just amalgamating. Yeah, still like an artist. Yeah, literally. Like you just say, okay, this is good. That's good. Let me see how it works. How how can I put my own unique kind of spin on this and then you know one thing i must say like for me my personal journey i would say the the making it in terms of like blowing up wasn't hard but the sustaining it that's what that's what was hard that's what i found really challenging i got the hang of it eventually and you know i think it's become like a like a full-time thing 
especially before before my like varsity started picking up like it was literally uh going like really really well like i think my most viewed video has close to 700,000 views and like i'm really proud of that because it was kind of like a throwaway video i didn't expect it to like blow up but to this day the video still gets like so many views you know so is that the golden lovers video uh no you see copyright got me it's the tessa blanchard video i can't have new japan oh. content. yeah oh. like, copyright copyright has like finished me <laughs> but yeah so oh the tessa blanchard one yeah the racist vibes. yeah the yeah that type yeah that video yeah has so with that did that also impact because i see your content has taken a bit of a you know dark side of the ringish kind of like turn, yes. like with the- <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. first with like cancelled files with like the Joey Ryan stuff, which I found to be pretty interesting. And like you know, you brought out stuff that like I don't think a lot of people knew. I mean, I didn't fucking know necessarily. I mean, guy still seems like a sleaze bag, but also, you know, probably not as terrible as everyone made out. But yeah, like it's interesting. You see, the thing is, right? I think as because you know, I studied law type of thing. Well, so I was going to bring I it really, up. Yeah, because you mentioned it. Yeah, today. that's. <laughs> That's the thing. So, like, I have, like, a different perspective from a lot of people, you know, like, you know, the internet's very quick to say, oh, guilty, innocent, whatever. But it's not always black and white. It's not as black and white as people, like, actually think. On, It's more of, like, on a case-to-case basis. Joe Ryan's a sleazebag. Like, he's 100% a sleazebag. But also some of the women that he dealt with were also a little bit, uh, like, it was a bit fishy. You know what I mean? And that's also just coming from my law background. But he does deserve to get cancelled. And for me, yeah, because the there cancel, was stuff he was fully like guilty. Yeah, for he admitted to and like so. It's like yeah, no, no, he's yeah, he's a, yeah, he's, he's a sleazebag. But the the whole point of that thing is just to go to uh, topics that are kind of like taboo or people don't want to talk about and like talk about them because and just like get a new view on certain things, you know. <laughs> so yeah so, well because i was gonna say like how do you feel about that change though like well is it a big like is it a it's obviously not going to be like a long-term change you're obviously still going to do the in-depth stuff that you've been doing as well right oh yeah yeah definitely um but in the same breath uh like with you know making video essays i didn't plan to do it forever like this is where the age of wrestling came in right so I was sunny the job, I was making video essays and then I realized that, oh my gosh, like this is actually, it's taking a lot out of me. And you know, like it takes me like one week to make a 20 minute video, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I get money from it. It gets just decent views, but it's still, it just wasn't fulfilling me anymore. And that wasn't my actual dream. My actual dream was to create like content, daily content type of thing. Right. So Basically, what I did was after the Tessa Blanchard video, I basically said to everybody, Sonny the Jobber is dead. I, I kind of don't want to do this anymore because copyright, like all my New Japan videos, all of them, I can't have them on my channel or else it's going to get deleted. And I also don't want to live in a sort of realm where I'm constantly on the edge of just them nuking my channel and then all my work is done. And then like, it's just like, oh. That was for nothing. And New Japan gave me two copyright strikes. And with YouTube, if you get a third, then your channel's you done. Through, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Fucking oh, assholes, I, yeah. man. Like, I just don't get why yeah. like, they don't get how it helps them. Like, it helps, like, because, like, honestly, your two videos, the Carter and Kenny Omega one and the Golden Lovers one are fucking amazing adverts for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, they catch you up on two fucking amazing stories in a great way. Literally, yeah. Like, the Okada and Omega one, it got, like, after three weeks, it had, like, 40,000 views, and they took it down. And that's when I realized I literally can't do it anymore. Now, I guess I put it back up. It's at, like, 65K around there. But I, I just think, like, if if they had just put it up, I think that would probably be, like, one of my most viewed videos. But, I mean... That's also the reason, even from WWE, you know, I don't want to antagonize WWE, but because I like them, but in the same breath, when you do positive commentary on them, then they are totally cool with it. But then when you yeah. do like a video essay, your AEW channel, doing a video essay, that's a hit piece on them. They they tend to copyright you more. I realize that. And 
it got to the point where like just so many videos, it's getting copyright, demonetized, copyright, demonetized. And it's just like, oh my gosh, is this even worth it? So that's where Asia Wrestling came in, where I just did daily content. I did that for about a month. And then I realized, oof, this is not actually working. I mean, it's part of life. Sometimes you have a plan, it fails. I guess it failed. What wasn't working with it? Do you know if you built up an audience and then you just switch up? Like people like my video essays. Yeah. Now I'm just switching to like just news, like daily news, talking about like uh thing. So then a lot of people are like, man, we miss, where's Sonny the job? But like, wh- where is he? So in, a, in the same breath, I feel like I've fallen off in a way because people wanted that old type of content from me, but I just can't do it anymore. Not only because... Because it doesn't fulfill me and also because of just copyright type of thing, you know? So I kind of just now found a, a place in this, like, the cancel files where I'm just going over taboo subjects. But I know my way around copyright enough that I know that I won't get copyrighted for these sort of videos type thing. I guess you've learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> It's one of the like biggest issues on YouTube in general. Like you'd see every single fucking creator complaining about it, you know, like, cause it's not just like WWE, New Japan, et cetera. It's like your Warner brothers, your, you know, all the, the different media houses, like basically, and all the different fucking music labels are just trying to get like either any negative criticism, like, you know, demonetized, or they're just trying to claim some of that money for themselves. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah, especially if you do something negative on them. And the thing is with New Japan, apparently the copyright laws in Japan are different. So like okay. even if you talk about them in a positive light, they'll just be like, No, you can't you can't fucking do that. Like we own this. Uh, I, you know. So. I didn't realize it was like Yeah, I didn't realize it was Japanese law that made it that way. Cause I thought it was just them as a company being a little shitty, but Okay, that's that's cool because I mean I dig New Japan and it seems like you do too. How did you get into New Japan pro wrestling? Because that's like a niche of a niche, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a real niche. Um, so basically, uh, you know, when the when I got out of the WWE bubble, I realized whoa, there's actually like so much wrestling out there. Like, like there's a lot of like actual good wrestling, and that's yeah. when I started explo- exploring. You know, like oh. There's New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, who's this Okada guy? And then, you know, I started like watching more of his stuff and getting more into the stories and all of that. And I realized, man, these stories are actually richer than like WWE stories that sometimes don't yeah, even they make sense. Yeah, they, they just hit different, like like really different, you know. And thank God for AEW because they're trying to bring that type of storytelling back. But I think no one really does it like as good as New Japan, especially back in the day. Like they were like on top of that. It's not only just New Japan. I'm not sure if you've heard of another promotion, Japanese women, women's wrestling called yeah, Stardom. Stardom. Yeah. Fucking I'm also like, yeah, big, like big into Stardom. <laughs> I've, been, I've been getting into Stardom like through like oh, okay. people like you and like other people and just like, like when I was on Twitter and stuff, like uh, there's Peruso Weekly and Monthly, sorry, Peruso mm-hmm. Monthly. And then there's also like, yeah. there's a few like dope, like, like, you know, Twitter accounts that would just share like a lot of the stardom stuff. And that was just like, yeah, it got me into it with like Julia and shit like that. So I'm just like, yo, okay. These, these women can wrestle. Um, I know like some like of her work, like just from like watching stuff like you, Ah, I haven't like, you know that she like took her own life. Yeah. Yeah. Because of uh, that's, yeah, cyberbullying, yeah. That's actually also what, like, made me want to start my YouTube channel. Like, that was, like, a big, big thing because I just wanted to uh, kind of commemorate her. It was always on my mind to just put a Hana Kimura video out, like, just to commemorate her properly. But, yeah, and I did it. Like, I've been wanting to do that from day one, but I never found the right time. I never – it was just never a good time to do it. But, yeah, uh, how I got into New Japan Pro Wrestling is – basically just going into other wrestling and founding all these other amazing wrestlers who are quite frankly, some of the best wrestlers in the world today. Yeah. Like that's the thing you want to leave that WWE bubble. Once you like look at new Japan, you look at stardom, you look, I mean, so for me, it was like, I was on like forums back in the day. <laughs> like there was this yeah. uh, Chan site called 420 Chan that had a board called Woo which was very influential in my life because this was the first time I really like 
interacted with people who just like knew so fucking much about wrestling and like all mm. different kinds and like you know old japan new japan fucking triple a yeah. cmo like it's just like what the fuck is this this is a whole different world and then yeah like you just start like checking out different stuff and it's like oh wow this is different this is cool this is interesting and yeah so i am still like more fan of like american wrestling in terms of like aw and that's like i think they do hit that mark perfectly for that sweet spot for me because I, I grew up on you know wwe well i grew up on wwf like it's like mm-hmm. i've still got that like brash over the topness but i mean new japan has that as well especially like their characters are so fucking cool and so like like okada is like just a fucking asshole character that like i should not like but i am just like yeah man you got it you're you're the <laughs> fucking man yeah no definitely you know i'm really surprised that you know like so much about wrestling because honestly like there's not many people who know a lot about wrestling well not in south africa no like yeah yeah oh yeah not in south africa sorry yeah like it is just one of my passions man like i like i'm a child of the internet and like thankfully that allowed me to explore a lot of different shit and like you know just deep dive into things that i care about and like i'm still like that you know i couldn't give Mm -hmm. a fuck what anyone else like thinks about wrestling or thinks about you know oh that's weird or whatever it's like everyone's got their weird little fucking interest and if you don't like like how boring is your life yeah no true you know that actually reminds me like during the pandemic when i was like so obsessed with AEW, i used to literally invite my friends over and force them to watch wrestling mm-hmm. like i used to because you know the AEW pay-per-views they're like usually at like 2 a.m and stuff. yeah i was up at 2 a.m on sunday uh to yeah. watch forbidden door I yep. you were oh. Too. oh no 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 sadly i don't really watch wrestling that much these days because i cover oh, too snap. much yeah, no, it's because I cover it too much. You know, it's it turned I, into, yeah. I was just going to say, I just can't believe you didn't see Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. That's like one and two. <laughs> how, are amazing. how was it? Was it good? They're fucking amazing, dude. It's like one and like, so like, because like the first one, it's um, Wrestle Kingdom was fucking, you know, brutal, brilliant, fucking Kenny just fucking, you know, Will couldn't, Will just couldn't stand up to Kenny. He just, wasn't at the right level and then yeah with the comeback you know will was just too violent for kenny and yeah it was it was good like fucking amazing storytelling but just like those two in the ring are so fucking good and just so violent and so like yeah i i just i fucking love that shit (laughs) man yeah now you're making me like want to watch it like literally i could because it's a dream match literally it's a dream yeah do yourself a favor and like literally like because i'm gonna do it probably over the weekend I'm just gonna watch yeah. like one and two off one after another. Like I'm uh, like I'm just gonna fucking get some popcorn, smoke some weed, and just like see it unfold one after another. Uh do you have any favorite like go to wrestling matches like that you like sometimes watch? Um not really actually. Like that's the funny uh, thing. Like I'm always just like I I don't know, like not recently at least, but Back in the day, obviously, like Rock Austin, like WrestleMania 17, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, also yeah. the fucking, my favorite Royal Rumble, the New York Royal Rumble with the TLC ladder match. Oh, I can't fucking remember. But I, yeah, so it was like the, with the, I think it was the first TLC ladder match with the Hardys, Edge and Christian and the Dudleys. Oh, and then, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then... <laughs> I think I think if I remember correctly, it was the one where with the Royal Rumble, like uh, the Rock and Big Show went over at the same time. I think it was Rock and Big Show. It was yeah, like at, it, it was finished with the. Wait, there was also one where Batista and John Cena went over at the same time, and where Vince yeah, that was quads. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that that was like ten years later or whatever. Or like you know, yeah. you got to rehash yeah. the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, I think the last new ideas. Vince McMahon, he's a he's a character for sure, man. Like, <laughs> but um, the the last wrestling match that I actually watched was I think M- Sasha Banks Mercedes Money versus uh, uh, Mayu Iwatani for Stardom. Yeah, which like, which everyone thought Mercedes was gonna take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's crazy. Yeah. To be honest, like, if I'm like totally honest, the only wrestling I actually watch these days. 
is like stardom, like literally. Like everything else, I, I like look on the internet, like, oh, Twitter. Okay, I see. Because to be honest, my life has just been so consumed by wrestling. I just watch, I've seen so much wrestling and it's been my life for so long. It's just like, you know, kind of burnout. Pretty sure you can relate in some sense. Burnout, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though you love something, you can still get burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, and you take breaks from things from time to time. Like, yeah. like it's always there. You can always come back to it, like, however you want. But it's also, like, with creating content and that, like, you're engaging with it in such a different way. And, like, I think every, like, YouTuber goes through that, you know? Like, if especially if you're, t- t- like, touching on a niche subject and t- that requires, like, a lot of viewing time as well, <laughs> you know, to, like, be able to, like, come yeah. up with, like, these in-depth video essays. So... I, I get it, man. Like, I can see why you, you're you taking a bit of a break there. Yeah, I know. Because it just consumes my time. But what's crazy is um, I'm actually planning to move to Japan soon. And, like, one of the reasons so is for the wrestling. Yeah, literally that's, legit. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Like, I'm I'm jealous. Like, that's genuinely, yeah. like, yeah. Like, that's a vibe. Yeah, in April, I'm, I'm planning to go to Japanese language school. So, yeah. So uh, all my YouTube money just goes towards that fund. And then obviously my mom and dad are going to just like get the rest. And then I'm going to be off to Japan in like April about, yeah. Sick, man. That sounds fucking cool. Like you're just chasing, like, so you're going to teach English, you were saying? Uh, We're in a Japanese language school. And then, yeah, I guess I'll teach them English. But to be honest, like not even kidding. To be honest, I actually want to go there to become a wrestler. Like genuinely, (laughs) like not even a joke. That's what I was. I want to learn the language. Thinking. Yeah, I want to learn the language so I can become a wrestler. And I've seen, I've done some research. It's possible. Like there are people who've done the same thing. Um, not that they're like, famous. Schools. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just chasing dreams. You know, you only have one life, type thing. So fucking a, dude. Like no, like if, like I also, to be honest with you, if I was younger, like if like. These things were possible when I was your age. I might have done something similar, you know. Like, mm. but from South Africa, like you with MySpace, you know, you weren't exactly like like knowing about yeah, like yeah. all this other shit and how to like get like like it was interesting. I chatted to PJ Black and like just his story. It's only because like his dad was like a wrestler, you know, that like he was able to travel the world and knew like all the places to go and stuff. But like. Yeah, in general, like most South Africans haven't done it because it wasn't necessarily a path. Like I know Angelico is like probably the only other guy who's really like, and Adam Rose, I think he was also South African. Okay, so there's 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 been a few. Yeah, he is South African. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, at my wrestling school, African Punishment, African, uh, yeah, Punishment uh, Wrestling Association, PJ Black actually came through for one of the training sessions, so I met him before. Sick. That's like uh, the only like proper rest I've really met, but yeah. And also, I'm not sure if you know of a guy named Nunzi. Yeah, he was on like I know when there was the televised like stuff that was on ETV for a while. Well, I think it was SBC too. I can't remember. There was there was a televised promotion in South Africa. He was on that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He 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 trained me. Like wrestling, wrestling school was like uh, it was a lot, man. <laughs> it was crazy yeah and now you want to go through that all over again in japan yeah. where it's way fucking harder <laughs> like are, are you jacked by the way like are you like you know are you, do you gym like yeah because yeah, your, your is your is your neck strong uh yeah good question yeah I, i'm i'm pretty well built i go to the gym yeah i, I would i would say i'm i'm muscular 100 percent. okay but yeah the reason why i had to stop wrestling not had to but I really didn't feel like there was a future of wrestling in South Africa. Like after being in the scene for like a few months, I mean, all respect to those guys, by the way, I'm not trying to like bash them or anything or like, um, but uh, just one more kind of, yeah, it's it's just one more. Like I realized what they, like, uh, I set up the ring of of these shows and yeah. And yeah, this, the seating is very, very low, you know, it's, it's very, very low. And, I just don't know, like at that point I had to decide, okay, it's either, because I was planning to quit YouTube and just be a wrestler full time. So I was just like, okay, it's either I do this uh, African wrestling like full time or I just continue with my YouTube. So I said, okay, maybe let me do that. And also like I realized um, my neck, (laughs) my neck was actually so fucked. 
from bumping. Like, have you ever bumped before? Uh, not like in a rest, proper wrestling thing. In with my friends, like you know, on like really hard surfaces that should not be done on. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, but you you know it's painful, yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's la- like basically jumping flat on your fucking back. Yeah, literally, and you know it goes against all your instincts as a human being. Like, you, like nobody learns. It's not natural to just fall flat on your back. But that's not even the problem. It's just you think the wrestling ring is like soft. It is not soft. It's it's a little bit bouncy, but it's plywood. It's plywood with just yeah. some foam on it. Yeah, and like, I mean, first few bumps they are really painful. It gets better over time, but it's one of those things you have to train your body to do. But every single like dude i know they're like fighting something it's either their neck is fucked or their back is fucked or their knees fucked it's just because it's like so it's so it's it's really sore like even me every single day like for three months i used to wake up my neck was fucked it was stiff i'd have headaches i was like is this really worth it am i gonna go youtube for this i said i thought to myself yeah i would if i had like a higher ceiling but i don't know if i want to um uh like put myself through all of this to um to be performing at like uh shows with like like five people at it you know what i mean like yeah I, not trying to bash them it's just that like i'm just like oh i, I kind of looked at the situation for what it was i'm like i don't know if i want to do that it's like the kevin nash approach yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah no i mean that is smart because like i mean i'm a sorry i've got similar issues in terms of like stand-up comedy in South Africa and in Durban in particular, you know, like it's not like in a very well developed scene and like, you know, I don't get as much stage time as people in other cities and other countries and that. So for myself, yeah, my plans to get to England within the next couple of years so that I can be somewhere where I'm constantly doing the thing that you know, I want to do, but I'm not fucking getting fucked up for it. That's the thing. Like I can just do like, you know, gigs in in Durban and gigs around South Africa. And, you know, it might not be to thousands of people. It might be to five people sometimes. And it's okay because I'm not getting hurt for that. (laughs) So, like, I fully feel you. Yeah, I know. Like, to be honest, I just love wrestling at all. It's just, I just considered it at that moment, like, uh, like, because I was really getting hurt, you know. Like, uh, it's like, man, I don't know. And who's to say, like, even in Japan, it might not even work out. I'm just doing it because, you know, chasing a dream. You know, it's better to try something and have it not work out than, like, not try at all. That's, like, my kind of thinking, you know. 100%. You never know, like, until you actually just do the thing. Yeah, exactly. And this is why I'm, um, I also have like a massive amount of respect for you because like looking through all your pages and listening to your podcasts and looking at all that's like you're doing and like trying to make things move. I understand how hard that is. And I know that it takes a lot, uh, like a toll on somebody like mentally, like to try and always think and be creative and all of that. So big ups to you, like real talk, like Bob Perfect. You're doing the damn things. <laughs> no cap. Sure, bro. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, like yeah. I like for me, it's also just like a compulsion, you know. Like I, it's funny because like we're kind of chatting off Max, you know, about me looking for jobs and shit like that. But it's also yeah. like I don't know how hard I really am looking. Like I'm sending out my CV, my CV bangs, blah 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 blah. But like I'm also just trying to make other shit happen all the time, you know. <laughs> like I'm always just trying mm-hmm. to work on different projects and different things because like it's a compulsion for me to just like create stuff. Like whether it's like festivals, whether it's, you know, just a fucking script, whether it's, I don't know, like I just would rather be spending my time doing shit that I like think adds more value to the world than writing copy for a fucking website, you know, like Mm. it's just, but at the same time, the writing copy for websites pays bills and please hire me. Um, but, <laughs> but you're chasing your passions you know like i think i think that's really important in life because you only have one life you know that's it like it's funny like i'm sure you've seen that thing like like people say like uh you only live once but that's not true like you live every day you only die once so it's like that's true you gotta fucking like make your shit work like every day is gotta be not and also you know what like i'm gonna spend this weekend playing fucking video games and doing fuck all with my life you know like yeah. that i think is also a super valuable part of like the experience as well but i also think yeah like just putting yourself out there doing shit that you want to do 
and finding ways to make it work is kind of what it's all about. But I also don't have kids, so I can do that. <laughs> yeah, trying to be the, the best version of the alcoholic Ryan Gosling. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're working on the alcoholic part. There. You know, we're working on that. Like, I'm just, I'm just I, going I off your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because of Craig Robinson, which was like, so that that there is like, lets people know, hey, I've met Craig Robinson. And B, that Craig Robinson thinks I look like a guy that he's probably met, just slightly worse. So <laughs> if I quit drinking, I could be Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, you, you go. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so yeah, so what's, so the future is Japan and like I was going to, well, I was going to say with that, the cool thing is whether it works or it doesn't, like the life experience that you're going to get from that is incredible. And like the knowledge you're going to gain, the potential paths that it opens up for you is innumerable. Like obviously yeah. it's like, hey, I want to go be a wrestler in Japan, but you could land up becoming a commentator, fucking, you know, someone who works on the back booking stuff, someone like there's so many options. Literally, there's so many options and you never know uh, like where life will take you. But I must say this though, like, I think I am going to like, I don't know if I'm going to quit YouTube, like probably next year, because I, I'm just so tired of chasing numbers, you know, like I realize the numbers can never, ever really fulfill you. Sure. You get yeah. like, um, yeah, you get a, a big number on this thing, but you're like, Oh, I always want more. You always want more, always want more, always want more. And it's just like, it's just like an endless cycle. Like, Oh, chasing, 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 which is fine. It's fine. You know, I mean, you have to uh, get somewhere, but after a while, like I've been doing this for like two years and I'm just like so exhausted, you know, to the point where like, I just, sometimes I'm, uh, I like question my like myself, like, do I really want to do this? You know, like, I don't know. That's probably why, like, I've been u uploading less. And I must say, I'm also doing my fourth year at varsity honors. Sorry, honors uh, degree. So, yeah, like, I'm also busy on that front. So, and I do, yeah, I basically do. It takes quite a bit yeah. of fucking time. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like trying to balance that and this. So, I mean. And having a social it's just. Yeah, and having a social life is it, it gets exhausting. Like for me, like I have a social life, yeah, but I I I don't watch TV. Um, I don't uh like play video games, I don't do anything because I'm always just working. And like that existence is kind of awful. Like my life is kind of boring. I'm not even Yeah, that's a bit dystopia. Even, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like dystopia. Like I'm literally always working. But Maybe it's also a problem with me. Like, I maybe I'm just a workaholic type of thing, you know. So, I mean, yeah, maybe I think what they're called type A personalities. Maybe one of those. Ah, uh, sorry, I'm unfamiliar with that. <laughs> uh, me too. I'm not entirely certain of like, like I just I've heard it's used for people who are high achieving. Like, I like I engage with pop psychology every now and again, but I never really know what any of it means. Um, ah, but yet. okay. Just like just like every other podcaster, you know, just like Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> what what's your opinion on WWE uh, these days? Do you watch? It? I mean, I don't really watch it fully. I do catch it on YouTube every now and again, and you know, the Sami Zayn stuff really like was compelling, and I like like I think how fucking hell they turned my least favorite wrestler into a guy who's like kind of the only one I really watch. And that's Roman yeah. Reigns. Like, it's like that whole storyline is being fucking good. It's good shit. It's it's good shit. Like, no cap, yeah. Like, to be yeah. honest, it's so weird. Like, I was the most diehard AEW fan. And now I like WWE more than AEW. I know it's kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, no, it's cause, that's old. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's odd because, you know, I realized, you know, I love AEW, right? I love it. And I still love it. And I think they found a little bit of their stride again. But there was a period in time yeah. where, like, there was so rich in storytelling. Like, I released a video called AEW's Fallen Off. And I realized a lot of people in the AEW community, like, on Twitter, online, were like, what's going on with AEW? Like, they're not, like, the same as they used to be. Maybe the novelty kind of wore off. Uh, maybe yeah, they just... fluctuates, you know? Like, I think that was a chaotic time with the punk stuff. Like, with just, like... Uh, yes. The punk stuff also really hurt them. Yeah, like, but shit happens, you know, that's a part of, like, running a fucking wrestling company, is these things happen. Like, you know, fucking 
Vince McMahon has had to deal with how many people walking out on him, you know, <laughs> like yeah, in the middle of yeah. shows and like having to like recalibrate things and like, yeah, I mean, I do think like, yeah, AEW's had like, you know, it's come like it's ebbed and flowed. It hasn't always been good. Like, I'm definitely not someone who's like, oh, AEW can do no fucking wrong. Like, sometimes I'm your TK, like, TK, get off the, get off the coke, bro. <laughs> like, just like, get off the piano. Like, just... <laughs> yeah, no facts. Yeah. But I must say, AEW is more consistent. WWE is more yeah. hit or miss. Yeah. It's like, it's either they really do good or it's like dog shit, like 100%. Like, it's also just with Vince like kind of in the background again apparently things oh, are getting yeah. fishy yeah like the whole Triple H kind of era where he was just in charge that's that was kind of like a perfect combination because I mean the elite and punk thing happened Triple H was in charge so I was like okay Brady was maybe like w- over there yeah it's like maybe WWE is like okay it's actually coming back and to be honest their product's gotten better not the best though but I mean it's, it's gotten much better to the point where I can, I can watch, I can watch a show like a. You can watch a Monday like Night Raw, hey? No, no, not Raw, not Raw. Yeah, never, never. Yeah, never, A SmackDown maybe. I I try to watch SmackDown. I don't know why I was up so late. I try to watch it. It was pretty alright. I really just stayed for the Bloodline stuff, and that's about. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. that's kind of it though. They got like one story, <laughs> like. Yeah, they got one story. Yeah. Pretty much, but it's a good story. That's the thing, and I don't know what what stories in AEW do you like now, type of thing. Uh, what do I like at the moment? Actually, I mean, I like the Will Ospreay Kenny Omega show, which isn't even like an AEW story, but the yeah. BCC elite yeah. stuff has been really good, like for the most part. Yeah. I've enjoyed that Eddie Kingston, Claudio, come like, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm digging that. Like they've got yeah a lot of the stuff that like I enjoy about AEW is there. Also, I think Hook Jungle Boy is gonna be fun. Like, but like, yeah. I don't know, Jungle Boy. You're hopefully this works for him, you know, because that dude cannot yeah. fucking do a promo. <laughs> yeah, I watched. You know, I literally watched. I think what I saw on YouTube it was like a five minute thing. I watched the first two minutes. I was like, oh, this is kind of cringe. I had to like click it off. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know about that one. Um, he's heel yeah. promo. I don't know. Yeah, like. Shame. He really does just need someone else to talk for him. Like, just give him a fucking manager. I think he said something along the lines like, I'm banging the the baddest bitch in this place. I said, oh my God, bro. That's so cringe, man. Like, (laughs) You're just just not the guy to pull that off. Yeah, he literally said hardest bitch or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, maybe if it was MJF, I'd be like, oh, fuck you, MJF. But Jungle Boy, no. We prefer (laughs) sweet Jungle Boy, I think. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know like yeah, yeah but the thing is like it was just the uh, i don't know i think his character lost its juice and so this is the way to try and make that happen and like i think the wrestling between him and hook is going to be fucking great yeah hook, hook is really really good yeah 100 percent. Yeah. yeah i like hook he's uh he's mysterious <laughs> he's mysterious <laughs> yeah but that's also like what's smart about it is just to like fucking you know, instead of making this guy talk, just make his whole thing that he doesn't talk. He just walks in, eats chips, fucks people up. Like, yeah. love it. What, what do you think of Cody Rhodes? Oh, fuck. Like, yo, I could talk for years. Like, literally. Just like, <laughs> what a tale. What a story. What a laugh. Hey, what know? a story. Like, yeah. I was one of the few people that actually, like, enjoyed aspects of stardust because he like made shit work but like yo they buried that dude hard i love dashing cody Rhodes, <laughs> like you know fucking yeah. oh yeah no he's had a lot of errors and then like even the the cody verse you know an aw like is quite yeah. something like he's yeah, an ambitious he man i'll i'll give him that yeah what do you think of him going to wwe i think it was a fucking bold move like fucking balls to like ballsy move fucking I don't know if it's paid off. Like, I think, I mean, obviously he's eventually going to win like one of the titles or whatever, like that his dad didn't get. But I think they should have pulled the trigger at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. Probably uh, they should have. Yeah, they kind of messed the story up. Real talk. That's the only thing that like... I think the idea might be that like, you know, he needs to struggle more for it. You know, like he's going to like lose and he's going to like, you know, have like a crisis of faith and this and that. And like eventually come and maybe next year WrestleMania win it. Like, and if they pull it off well, then like, hey, maybe there'll be a good story. But I don't know. Your there were so many 
moment of momentum like uh, with sammy with him like in this wrestlemania build-up that like yeah because like roman doesn't need the title like for this like uso shirt you know so yeah, i don't know yeah. yeah no literally like i've seen that narrative like on like online and stuff but like they still should have pulled the trigger i understand he needs to suffer more or whatever but like it, it was just the perfect time like the whole world was behind him and they didn't do it like that you know <laughs> You know what's so crazy? Because Cody Rhodes also like left to WWE and remember all the stuff that was going on with the elites and all that and, and and punk and all of that. So I in that like when Cody also was like really popping off in WWE, that's also when I was like, oh, WWE is like proper. That's when I was like actually tuning in, trying to see what's going on. And then when he lost at WrestleMania, I said, Oh my gosh, I actually wasted my time. All that investment was for nothing. <laughs> And that's that, like, kind of got me off of WWE a bit. But that was yeah. like lol WWE, like the old school yeah. fucking lol WWE. Like that was, yeah, yeah. that's just how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they let you down. You know, um, when when I die, I want the people at WWE to lower my coffin so that they can let me down one last time. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Oh yeah, one thing I was gonna suggest is. Like, if you want to, like, you know, give up the YouTube thing when you go overseas and that, you could also maybe do a vlog. Like, that could work. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could, yeah. I, I really could, yeah. I'm also planning think, to do like, a face reveal. Ooh. Yeah, that'll... Because that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you've got fans. Like, you've got, like, fans on the internet, like, already. So, it's like, you know, you could be, like, the next Simon Miller. Like, who knows? <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. That Actually, you know, like, future plans. Uh, I was actually planning to... Like the next step, step in my content creation, I'm going to ditch the video essays and I'm going to get a green screen. I'm just going to talk about wrestling. If it if it goes good, it goes good. If it goes bad, it goes bad. I just realized, man, I, I think I need to go back to my original dream of talking about wrestling on the internet every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, I like that you you keep iterating. You keep trying to figure out what works for you and that you're chasing your dreams. Before we head on out, I do want to ask you a question I ask every guest on the podcast, and that is, what is a big mistake that you have learned an important lesson from? Oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, that's, that's, uh, oh man, I've made many, many mistakes. I'd say the biggest mistake, the biggest, biggest mistake uh, was getting a big head. You know, um, I think, yeah, 100%, because there was a time, especially when that video that Tessa Blanchard video came out. I mean, it just got so many views. A uh, TNT Africa was uh, on the phone with me and I, I was doing that TNT event, right? And then I got like a big head in the sense that like, I, you know, everything was going so well. So, you know, I, I, I was, I was the man, you know, I was, I was like, I had lots of money. I was doing all these things. And then now, you know, like, uh, <laughs> it's not like that, you know, cause life goes in like, <laughs> waves, you know? Like, I just oh, know bro, that the next time I'm in so a position, hard. yeah, the next time I'm in a position like that, I'm just going to, um, like, just be humble, you know, like it's things are going good now, but it doesn't mean it like is sustained forever. You know, that's my biggest mistake. Bro, that's such a great thing to learn, like young, like at your age to know that is great. Cause like, yeah, the way it happened to you, like that was me from like 23 to about 30. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> where I, was just, get a big I mean where I was just well like just I was like living a character and just like fucking yeah just cause the book we were doing like I ran a blog like when blogging was cool and got invited to lots of shirts and like you know was a known person and shit and like yeah I definitely played into a lot of it and it definitely fucked with me in some ways but yeah, yeah these days I think I've learned how to manage things and like like, yeah, I'm an insignificant little speck on a fucking rock float. Yeah. <laughs> Just humble yourself. Yeah, I think that's very important, you know. <laughs> 100%. But so yeah, next time so you're in Johannesburg, I'm going to take you to wrestling school so you can bump for real. Okay, so you want me to do cocaine at a wrestling school? <laughs> cool. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, flat back bump. Not... not <laughs> Bro, I would fucking one hundred percent love to do that. I know it's gonna hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna work out a bit more before before we see each other. I think I need to put on a bit bit of meat on my back and neck shoulders, and then uh yeah we can do it for real. 
And the craziest thing they told me is that someone actually died in that ring. They tried to do a front flip and they landed on their neck and they died. Like, legit, I was like, oh, okay. Crazy. Well, <laughs> I mean, that does... So don't die. So don't die. Yeah, so don't die. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not exactly going to do a front flip. Like, my only goal <laughs> in wrestling is to one day be put through a table like at an event that matters, you know? Like, what that means... I don't know, like whether it's a hundred people, a thousand people, the whole entire world seeing it happen. Who knows? But one day, like just mm, going through a table yeah, would I be see, pretty yeah. fun. That, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I can put you through. Yeah, I'll put you through. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you very much for this interview. Like I had a blast uh, talking to you. Fucking thank you. This has been amazing too. Like to actually like chat to someone else about wrestling at length like this is so fucking cool. But also now we got to build a feud for like the next 10 years or so. Oh, yeah. And then eventually you can put me through a table in New Japan Pro Wrestling. My arch rival, Bob, perfect. Oh, he got to go through a table. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> so that was Sunny. You enjoy that? I enjoyed that, man. Like, I know a lot of that is inside wrestling. Like, not even inside baseball, inside wrestling. But hopefully, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, you you saw the passion of both of us, like, shining through there. Because, yo, what an art form. What a beautiful fucking art form. I, you, you know, you know I love it. And I love getting to chat to people like Sonny. I had no idea how young he was. Like, he's only 22. I thought he was older just because the, you know, stuff that he puts out is really in-depth and tackles a lot of stuff that I wouldn't expect younger wrestling fans to know, especially, you know, in South Africa. It's funny him being like, oh, it's, you know, surprising to meet another South African that knows this much about wrestling. But to me, it's surprising to meet someone that young that knows, like, all about New Japan, that knows about all the history, that knows, like, so much so yeah check out age of wrestling on youtube if any of this sounds interesting to you there's definitely some spicy videos on there there's also a lot of just cool videos that'll teach you about different wrestlers and catch you up on their careers so go do that because i've done that plenty uh, i've also this week just been playing that AEW game AEW fight forever I've been loving it. Yes, there isn't a ton of like all the content that I'd want. Like Jamie Hayter's not in there. And like, she's definitely my favorite wrestler. Like it's like woman's wrestler, but also maybe, I mean, Will Ospreay is probably my favorite wrestler at the moment. Kenny Omega's up there. There's lots, but Jamie's also hella up there and not, not in there. There's a few wrestlers missing, but the gameplay is fucking sick. And it's one of those things where it is like, easy to pick up hard to master like learning all the different tricks learning all the different timings all the different things you can do like there's a lot and they don't just feed it to you a lot of people on the internet are complaining because they're like oh it's so hard to kick out oh it's so hard to do reversals oh i don't understand this and it's like just imagine you're in a wrestling match like and then that's it like Oh, like, why can I kick out now, but not like later? Cause you're more hurt later, obviously. Like it's, it's but there's no meter. Blah, blah. You don't need a fucking meter. Your guy is groggy. You can see you've taken 10 fucking pile drivers to the head and you're like, oh, I wonder what like my, my wrestler's health is at. It's fucked. It's fucked. Like, so I don't know. I like that they actually don't have all these different meters and all these different mini games. Like, the other simulation games have i dig it like i think because it's partially developed by kenny omega who's a fucking big wrestler and a massive video game nerd and a fighting game champion like this dude like goes to fighting game fucking things with his controller and beats the shit out of people like not with the controller you know like he doesn't smash them in the face with it but yeah like he goes there with his fucking joystick and like him and xavier woods like who's a wwe wrestler are big into the shit so yeah he's also big into japanese shit so that's it like i actually i get it because it's just like in fighting games like they don't tell you everything like you discover stuff you practice stuff you go into the training mode and you get good 
And if you don't know how to fucking do that, then I'm sorry, but fighting games just aren't for you. That's that's the reality. Like, and it's fine. Like, not every game has to be for you. But fighting games are games that take a unique level of skill and an interesting like there's a strategy involved you know <laughs> there's timing it's yeah it's about noticing the fucking animations and about responding to them and i know that can be difficult so yeah anyway i don't like that was to nobody who's listening to this i don't think any of you have probably played the game but you should check it out if you're into wrestling and dig the old school like no mercy style games so yeah, that's mostly what I've been up to this week. Also visited Dode, which is a new pizza place here in Durban, just off Florida Road. And I fucking love their pizza. They do a Napoli-style pizza, which I'm going to be writing about. And you should be able to read in about two weeks' time. I'll be submitting it, like, on Monday, but you'll be able to read in about two weeks' time. And I'll let you know where and when once it's up there, because... I have made the mistake of being like, oh, this thing's coming out here, blah, blah, blah. And then editors decide, ah, oh, I don't think we're really going to go with that. I still get paid though, so, hey, you know. I, and it still just sucks that I do have this one piece that's, we're trying to get published somewhere. Because it was meant to be published somewhere else, but then they were like, ah, this doesn't really suit our current content strategy. Even though they approved it beforehand. But I digress. I digress. These are, these are just some of the small complications I deal with that really aren't like anything to complain about but yeah that's basically been my week uh i've been doing a bunch of other shit in the background but whatever don't need to tell you about it i've basically just been chilling hard haven't been drinking haven't been smoking weed as much as i usually do like i'm only smoking weed at night at the moment so that's quite nice and yeah i've actually been missing my girlfriend who has been in seoul for the last week or so she's coming back now she's on the way she's on a plane back from dubai so hopefully i'll get to see her later maybe she'll be tired maybe i'll check it tomorrow but that's that's my vibe that's what i'm looking forward to and uh yeah i'm excited for it so that's that's all i got to tell you which means it's time for the shout outs now over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect, there's a tier, it's a titular titles tier, it's a $10 tier, you've heard me say this a million times, you know the deal. You pay me $10, you get shouted out on the podcast, and you get to pick your title. So shout outs to Rousseau, the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the lesser Overberg region. Russell Grant, the Far East correspondent. Neil Green, the key grip. Karan Slemon, the almost perfect hedge fund manager. Riz Ventura, the director of purchasing. Karan Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Kath Jenkin, the inevitable ruler of the universe. And Queen Swifty, and the executive producer, Stephen Olivia. So that's that. I want to say a big thank you to Damien Root for the bed music and the banging intro. I want to thank you for listening. And uh, I will catch you on the flip side.